Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is episode 236 of the Distraction Pieces podcast. Um, I'm joined today by one that you lot have been waiting for for a long time. I recorded it over a month ago, up to two months ago, I think. But um, as a lot of you, as anyone in the Patreon club at patreon.com slash scroobius people know, I've been recording so many podcasts over the last month. Um, if you're not on Patreon, um, that's where I reveal each episode when I actually record them. Um, and I recorded one a few weeks back that goes up n- next week. My Halloween two-part special that is one of the most, the biggest guests I've had, someone who really does interviews, and we've done a two-part special. It's amazing. Anyway, but this week's one is one that a lot of you have been asking for because I posted about it at the time on regular social media, just before I had a Patreon. Um, and it's the epic beard men themselves, Sage Francis and B. Dolan. And I was so pleased to make this happen. Um, the guys were on tour of the UK in... A, a, a September was it end of August end of August maybe August September and I decided to drive down and catch them in Cardiff I caught them in Cardiff and I caught them in Brighton but when I went down to Cardiff I said look let's try and do a podcast I'll get a hotel by chance I got a hotel that or, or the same hotel that, that they were staying in the gig went good but they had interviews booked and I said look let's just leave it I don't want to add stress I know how touring a life can be. I don't want to add any any pressure. And then I got a message from Dolan saying, oh, "We've finished all the other interviews. Uh, uh, let's do it." So we started this at about one o'clock, I think. I'm sure we say in the podcast, and we talked for a good ninety minutes. We're a little bit gig hyped. We ramble. We maybe say some things that we maybe shouldn't say, but who knows? <laughs> um, and the interesting part is after this, me and B had to. Um, in fact, I'll, t- I'll tell you at the end what happened afterwards. Speaking of these two guys, I mean, we talk a lot about records and all that kind of thing. Both of their albums, both of their albums on Speech Development Records are available at speechdevelopmentrecords.com on vinyl. Sage Coppergon is on gold v- vinyl and um, a B. Dolan, uh, the wolf one. <laughs> I'm mocking, I'm just being annoying. Is on blue vinyl. Head over there and check him out. Um, you can also get CDs signed, um, all sorts of signed stuff over at speechdevelopmentrecords.com. We've got loads of good stuff. I know I mentioned the Patreon earlier, but either of these, either the web store or um, or the Patreon, it's kind of cool if you've listened to a fair few podcasts, then it'd be cool to, for you to chip in if you can afford it. The, the, uh, originally, I'd always ask if you can afford it, buy some merch. Now, the reason I started the Patreon is... If you can't afford to buy some merch, then the Patreon is like a quid a month. So that would hopefully go unnoticed. And if enough of of you do it, it it can have a a big impact on future podcast guests, on where I can travel to to do podcasts, all sorts of stuff. Give that a look if you can. That would be cracking. Patreon.com slash ScroobiusPip and SpeechDevelopmentRecords.com. As I'm telling people the upcoming guests on Patreon, I want to kind of hold off on here, but... They will know that in the coming weeks I've got, I mean, I'm looking now, I've got two actual living legends. Um, I've got a returning guest who's been one of the most popular in the past. Um, I've got one of my favourite and one of the most exciting MMA fighters currently fighting. I've got a director that 
his debut film has been one of the year's big unexpected hits on on Netflix. I've got two directors who've just shaken things up with their recent films. Um, there's a lot of exciting episodes to come, and next week, as I said, is as I said, it's it's one of of the living uh, legends I mentioned. Not the rap group, the living legends. It's getting confusing now. It's a really good guest, and you're going to enjoy it. But for now, enjoy Sage Francis and B. Dolan, the epic beard men themselves, on episode 236 of the Distraction Pieces podcast. Check 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 yeah, 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 yeah. When uh, when me and B did our actual version of this podcast the first time, it was after a month of being on the road together, and it's the only podcast I've done that I forgot to take a Polaroid <laughs> of us, and it was literally the day we ended it, and you and you went back, wasn't it? Like, was that the one on the boat? Yeah, we called it on a boat. They kept having announcements, alarms. Did you get a Polaroid with Spike Lee? Yeah, I got a Polaroid with Spike. Um, I, 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 I lent in a little. Um, in the main photo we took, all the comments were, how small is that guy? And it's not fair, because I am a six foot four, so it's kind no, of... Yeah, but he is small, and he's, you are large. He's and... small. I had a photo with Stephen Graham the same night, who's a British actor, who's really good, but he's also small. And yeah, it just looked like everyone. You can't. That's going to be. That's an impedance to you. Yeah, yeah. These actors are small. Yeah. And now, like you, have to crouch down. Genuinely, the first scene I had on Taboo, I'm standing there with with Stephen Graham, and he say he's been saying to me, "Any minute now, someone's going to stand in front of us really awkwardly. It'll be a young person." And I was like, "What? What?" And he did. And he's like, "Just wait." <laughs> and this young person comes and goes. Is it okay if I? just pop you on this box because he had to stand Stevie on a box to get him more. Everybody was like, happens every time I'm doing this. And they always send the youngest, newest guy, just like some awkward little team. Like, I'm ever so sorry. Um, Can I just put me on a box for this scene? (laughs) That's why fucking Tom Cruise wears platform (laughs) shoes. Yeah. Yeah. I should introduce. Nobody puts Tommy on the box. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I should introduce. I'm joined by Sage Francis and B. Dolan. Epic Beard Ben. You know what it is. Epic beard men Pum. up in this piece. We are all <laughs> men yep. who happen to have beards. Yeah. And we are epic. But exactly. it's not about being an epic man. Mm-hmm. It's not about having an epic beard. Nope. It's just those three words together fell into as, that, as that separate order. definitions. Yeah. Interestingly, it's just occurred to me that this is post-show in Cardiff. And it was post-show in Cardiff when Sage was... The fifth or sixth person on my podcast. Oh, really? That yeah. was the only one we did. It was in Cardiff. It's only just occurred to me. We were staying in that weird place where really weird the hotel. Woman the, a... the woman like wasn't up for you coming in at certain times yeah. of night. And it was stuff a bed like and that. breakfast. It was not a hotel. It was really strange. It was because um, she had to show us how bones work. Yeah. Show us did you guys get an apartment work. together? No, we were staying in different. No, we yeah. we, we were in separate yeah, rooms. That's so weird. It was in separate rooms, but in yeah, a, yeah in this weird B in Cardiff. And but yeah, it was really odd she yeah she had to show how certain bits of plumbing worked and 
Which I would appreciate stuff. if it was with the shower, because every shower out here has its own combination of, yeah. like, it's an escape room shower, usually. Yeah. I have to figure out a code. <laughs> it's exactly <laughs> that. you got to figure out how to make the the, the optimal sh- a, a shower. Are you guys, I, I sh- assume you've got separate rooms yeah. on yeah. these runs. Cause this is the first time in a while we've had separate yeah. rooms. We, we toured through the U.S. Every night we're in the same room, because we're just trying to cut down on costs yeah. this is indie music living yeah um out here we got played a, uh, we got paid a flat fee for the 11 shows we're doing in a row 11 in a row <laughs> with no days off yeah and thankfully it does include us at having our own room each night yeah. but it's also i typically am the one who books all the hotels and stuff like that and i, and I meticulously look through Reviews and often leave my own. <laughs> yeah, not under my own name. I have a. That's your unofficial discography. I was thinking that the other yeah. day. Like I, out there, there's a a book full of Sage Francis trip reviews. review hotel reviews man. hotel reviews like i go in <laughs> really? Yelp yeah. reviews yeah Amazing. and I don't, i'm not doing it for any recognition that's why i don't do it under my own name it's out there though. yeah but i because i appreciate it when, people, when i look at reviews and i see what people yeah. say i'm like man i'm so happy you said that. That yeah. was a gift. Now I know whether to go there or not go there. And I'm this this is altruism. This is yeah. this is just I'm a giver, you know? Like I, I am right. there to give as well. But you know what you want from a hotel room on a tour. I've had yeah. a tour managers in the past who are like, I found this amazing place. And again, it looks pretty, it's kooky, but it's not got got, got Wi Fi or right. it's not got the the base all you Or you, you have to park a mile too. away. Yeah. 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 It's it's location and the basics of Wi-Fi and, and stuff like that. Like, and, I don't care if we stay in a trap house. Yeah. I want to be able to park outside of the fucking hotel. Uh, I do want Wi-Fi. Those are yeah. the two main things. If those yeah. those are uh, working and the, the, they have that. If you got a clean bathtub, that's a bonus. I don't yeah. give a fuck about a bathtub. I, 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 never, like a clean bathtub. I, I don't even care if the water doesn't work. I like a clean bathtub. I don't. That's like, I'll get you another room. I like, I just, I like powerful water pressure. Yeah. Windows that open all the way. That's I've noticed, key. yeah. On the, uh, or powerful. Or what, like here, look at this. We got a double panel. This, this, like you can open never this get a, to the a outside. Bit. You can't yeah. get open that. I can basically open a window that there's a window ledge that's got a plant on it. So but you I can, know our I best. Can open a window to look at the plant. <laughs> this is the to shit, get closer man. Yeah. to the plant. We we our best. Honestly, our best hotel so far didn't even have windows in it. Yeah, that was like a ex machina type environment. Yeah. <laughs> or, 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 Oh, that was an ex-Machina hotel. Did you see that movie? Yeah. 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 Okay. You know, it. so it's an awesome movie. Yeah, like I a, just recently watched it with my fiance and we amazing. got into an argument. Yeah. Because at the end of it, she was like, oh, I feel so bad for Ava. And I'm like, yo, this dude created a sociopath yeah. robot. Yeah. Don't feel bad for her because she does not care about anyone else that she just fucked over. Yeah. And to me, that was the message of the movie, but she totally disagrees. Like, we come from different experiences, and also yeah. she very much empathized with a woman who is unable to empathize with other people. Yeah, Anyways, yeah, 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 yeah. we stayed in X Machina Hotel. Also, on her birthday, we went to a tra- an escape room called X Machina. Amazing. Yeah, look at all these, these things all connect, dude. I'm not saying... My life is laid out in, in a super interesting way, but it's planned out beautifully. I've it's got, like someone's I've got, someone's writing this novel. I've got two things there because the hotel that we're staying in, I was I was telling B, it's it's the Royal Hotel, I think it's called yeah. in mm-hmm. in Cardiff. Of course, and it's a castle. We're in the normal rooms. 
they've got rooms that are c- cinema rooms. Apparently, they're the same price. But Star Wars room. room. There's a Star Wars room and cinema rooms, and the, it's got all this amazing stuff. But the warning on it says, "Please note: these rooms have no windows." So that's that's kind of the trade-off. These rooms like, have no windows. Yeah, these, these are, rooms these have, have fake-ass <laughs> windows. No, these rooms have four windows that don't open. This is crazy. <laughs> like, good Too for us. Windows. The nicer the hotel, the further the, the further you will get from air. You have no access to air. And the more expensive internet will be. Yeah. So uh, when you're touring and you are sharing, do you are you better behaved in hotel rooms if you're touring yeah, with oh, Sage yeah, than sure. when you were touring with us because because i we'll, masturbate cause, a lot more when i have my own room <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah that's always when we share rooms i notice i'm tidy his q-tips are all over the room my q-tips yeah. wander. he thinks sometimes they just go in the sink he thinks sometimes they stay in the bathtub oh, 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 and i'm oh, like whoa oh. what's going on here i like to spread my fucking wings at oh, the end of oh, the water night pressure was an interesting to mention because <laughs> every hotel room i've ever stayed in would be he seemed to think the bathroom's a wet room, and literally within ten minutes, no, you know the whole why? Because your tiny little at your bottom. yo, your tiny little <laughs> countries showers are tiny for your tiny ass <laughs> hobbit people that so live here. Dolan is like so the Andre any, the Giant of yeah, Europe. Yeah, anytime I'm in a fucking shower, the curtain touches me and clings to me, and then I think of all the other people it has touched and clung to, and I don't want it on me. I just want the. I say fuck the shower curtain. Yeah. I push it away because fuck it. Fuck this tile. Really I don't not, live here. There's really not many shower curtains out here. There's often the glass doors. Yeah. Yeah. If it's, there's it's a glass door, I'll use it. I'll make use of whatever is available to me. <laughs> but yeah, the, the but I'm not going to go out of my way to. You have to wade through the bathroom after he's <laughs> What happens, happens in the bathroom. Your showers are too long, by the way. No, my showers are the only good part of my life. So let oh me live. Oh my god, that's the most depressing me, shit. Listen, I just that's I like pretend we're I'm in the womb. Like his only time I away from get... me is the shower, so he <laughs> makes just... it extra long. No, no, no. Literally moments ago, I have very <laughs> sore muscles that just I like to just let just I, soak. I, I came back from the gig, and you guys were doing some radio. And Dolan gets back and mentions me. Going, All right, now we're gonna make we're, an issue on my back. showers. Let's talk. He's, he's let's like, talk about it. He's like, we're back. And we're down for doing the podcast. I was like, look, there's no pressure. Like, no, we're down. I'm going to have a, a shower and then we'll, we'll give you a shower. So he said, so I'll message you in about an hour, an hour, an hour and 20. I was like, dude, you're hey. just having a shower. You just what you need an hour and 20. That's my happy time. That's my alone time. So. That's my steam, a little steam in the lungs, a little hot water on the muscles. Little shave the head. It's all about the self care. I have self care, you know. I, I, remember, I also stretch. I like I always to lay remember on the floor. a travel lodge that we were sh- sh- sharing on one of the tours, <laughs> and it was just a funny moment because I hadn't slept for the whole tour because he'd been snoring this whole time, and I'd, I was a light sleeper, and just. Your bag was obviously on the brink of, of death, and as you lifted it up and threw it on the bed, it just opened, and the whole room was just trashed, just covered in lies. Like, we've literally been in the door under a minute, and the room was just covered in dough and stuff. I was like, uh, here, we, here yeah. we go. I have a, yeah, I have funny rituals related to the hotel room. I try and rein it in, I try and be more respectful when I have a roommate. But... I'm very OCD about. Yeah. Uh, room stuff and where oh that's what I was gonna go. that's what I was gonna ask because I'm weirdly oh, OCD too I know it seems like the total opposite yeah but what I do every night when I get to the hotel really in an ideal situation when the room is mine is I explode my shit like that every yeah. single night everywhere and then I gradually reshuffle it like move what's wet over to where this we're really getting heavy into my yeah. hotel room yeah yeah uh, yeah movements but 
and I repack the bags every day. Yeah. And in my head, that helps me see everything I have and account for it and hopefully not fucking lose it, but I still lose it. You know, it. you've got it. Yeah. It's a weird, that's how it works. Yeah, we, in my head. Yeah. Only in my head, I'm sure. I, I guess. Know. I don't know. It's interesting. You got to do you. I'm not, I, I'm not, honestly not tripping. I'm just saying like my own hotel methods are minimize, always keep things in the exact same place. Yep. And same. I clean up. I don't I want a maid to have to to have to clean up yeah. for me. You clean Often. up. Yeah. Clean up. No, you, you don't. You <laughs> leave clown don't. paint all over the sheets. That was a previous era. <laughs> that was a, we going all the way back. We uh, uh, a full audit of my fucking my hotel room habits. I was just thinking that there was times where I was like they're going to have to throw these sheets away. <laughs> it looks like they're full of blood. There's no way this is coming out. Well, well, you spent a long time performing in makeup. Yes, right? we I, should did. Explain that I did. Way, and so. It was horrible. Like every night, that was another reason that the, the long shower developed as a part of the post-show ritual was like that shit would take. There's no way to get it off without yeah. spending an hour in the shower scrubbing <laughs> the shit out of it. Yeah. And you're still pink at the end. And you're still yeah. like everything you touch is going to be pink for a little while. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's good That's that suffering. we've established kind of a husband and wife hey. type relationship here. Cause, cause one of the his wife is a saint straight up. <laughs> she is. I like, I, I did the best man speech and yeah. like I had to it's, mention it cause she is a saint and genuinely yes. the best, best man speech I've ever, uh, I've I, ever heard. It was, it was, stunning. I revisited it recently. I'm yeah. not as proud of it as I was. Oh really? Uh, soon after. Yeah. I just, I, uh, there's more, there was more you want to add. I could have <laughs> tightened it up. <laughs> I, I could have tightened it up. I, it could have been more succinct. And there was, a, the, you know, the one part of the speech that bugs me the most okay. is when I was telling your wife how great you are on tour, like as far as your interactions with women and stuff. Cause I'm right, like, right, I always right. think when people think of rappers on tour yeah. or musicians on tour, it's just yeah. a free for all. And yeah, we're yeah. all having parties and girls are just falling all over us and we're taking it. Yeah. But the fact now I watched it and I was like, why did I even say that? Because it no, looked no. like I was trying to like cover, cover up for some <laughs> shit. Yeah, and that's just now how I pro- not, at the time I didn't. I was like, this is this is worth noting. And now when I watch that, I'm like, that was a dumb thing to say. <laughs> no, nah, but it was. But it's it's a legit point because I genuinely I I learned from B in that respect because it was times when we were on tour, and I mean we've told the story before of on the on on the cruise ship where things were kicking off. Oh, you remember the cruise yes, ship where yes, there was yeah, fights, yeah, there was all sorts, yeah, but yeah. in those uh, situations of not being rude to any young ladies at shows that showed, but having a, a you know a friendly but clear and firm defined way of being like, it's cool, this is lovely, I appreciate your appreciation, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then you stay here and yeah. I'm going over here. Yeah. It, was, it was yeah. I, I, I think I've you just get it more often than me. Man. I get uncle zoned like, right away. <laughs> I am uncle zoned. Well, that shit actually worked out though. Before we move off it, because in the early years when we were dating, that was a thing that there were certain members of my family that were not down with what I do, who tried to kind of like subvert our relationship and kind of right. like say shit in her ear, like ah, you know, when he's on tour, like. You know, you know how you know how it goes. Like that doesn't worry you. That doesn't. They so and she was always like, no, it doesn't. Like it's it's cool. Like and yeah. we because we had that trust and she was there. Like as the shit escalated, so she saw the whole journey kind of. <laughs> and uh, and so whether or not you meant it to be, it was actually a great 
kind of moment to have because some of those people were oh, in the, for the in, family. Yeah, for yeah, the family okay. in the room to just be like, "I'm in PS, motherfucker." <laughs> like, yeah. he's been faithful. That's, it's weird though that yeah that part of my speech <laughs> yeah. has been running through my head lately. Yeah, and I hate myself. <laughs> no, <worry. laughs> hate, hate yourself less. I'm like, why did you say that? It's dumb. It was misinterpreted. Everyone's gonna think you're fucking saying, <laughs> nah. you know, saying that because it was on your conscience. Shit. I'm like, oh my god, I should mention this too. If they find out, <laughs> nah, it was more of a like, man, the best man is on our team. Yeah, yeah. is on cool. the cool kid team versus. <laughs> the I love that, and but all the you know the grandmothers had to hold the kids' ears. And, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. Someday they'll get. That's good. And, That's good. And that has been key, though, right? For for to hold down a relationship when you're yeah. someone who tours. Constantly yeah. and in different countries, like there's been points that you've been in the UK with us and Europe for two, three months, and that's yeah, that takes a special person to be able to 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 deal with that. I mean, yeah. I know I've had long periods of not being in a relationship when touring for those exact reasons because I was yeah. like, this isn't fair on anyone. So yeah. to have someone that can hold it down in that way is it's yeah, massive. It's incredible. It's incredible. Yeah. she's the shit. Shout she out is, to Desiree. Big shout Damn out. Damn right. It's it, it's interesting what you were saying there, Sage, about over-analysis and breaking things down. Because I've said before that B has been the best support act that we ever had. Like we'd and To the point that any time we'd do a new tour, people would be saying, is Dolan coming? Is this and that? And from talking to Dolan on these tours, a lot of that is down to touring with you as well. Because you'd have points where you'd... I remember on one tour that I saw the, the two of you on, but when you came off stage and, and Sage was getting ready, was like, did, did Sage seem to think everything was okay? Because, again, it, it was that feeling that you'd give some notes and give kind of, here's what's not worked. Here's where you fucked up. You should be tighter on that. You're, yeah. you're too comfortable on this or on that. And it, it felt like that early tour in life that you kind of would give each other, I guess, some kind of, here's what worked. Like, here's what didn't. I mean, to, to me, the, the early years were mostly the information coming one way from him to me yeah, uh, and straight up, like just learning from being around the dude and being on stage. And part of it was making him get on stage. Making, like yeah. That was first. Was <laughs> yeah. not. That was first. Yeah. He was <laughs> part of the tour, but not on stage. And I'm, wow. I'm, I'm like, get, you should be doing some stuff yeah. up there. But he was, he was picking his, his spots. You know, he, he didn't want to immediately just jump up into the mix. He was observing he was learning, um, seeing what is good and what is bad in, in a tour environment. Yeah. I respect that. But at the same time, I just, you know, we've got this incredibly talented person yeah. in the van who's not <laughs> touching a microphone. He's not getting He did it us. one night. This yeah, yeah. One night he one ever night went on. Uh, yeah. yeah, that was, uh, what was that? The no, yeah, the NoMore.org tour. Uh, 2005. 2005. Yeah. Wow. So he was driving. He was helping with merch. He was just kind of learning uh, how this whole indie thing happens, which yeah. is very – it's not something you go to school for. You literally no. have to experience it. But the only reason I had him on the tour is because I knew – you know, I was a fan of his and yeah. I knew his potential and um, his, his trustworthiness and all the things that are necessary for a, a tour partner. Yeah. And yeah, now here we are. It was, it's crazy. Uh, what? Thirteen years later, <laughs> touring, touring as a group. <laughs> yeah, yeah. With no 
driver. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, he's driving, actually. But no, I'm saying, like, we don't have that extra person. It's just us now. Yeah, that's what's been dope to see the kind of developments and changes and, and, and growth there from seeing you guys come over where Dolan would do a set and then Sage would do a set and then you'd both do some some, some stuff at the end. Yeah. Or, again, from even before that, where there'd be maybe one song that B jumps yeah. up in your set right. or things like that, to it being, right, no, now it's all Epic Beard Men song, a couple of a solo songs thrown in with, you know, added... Yeah. Added stuff. Yeah, I, got, I, I personally, right? I mean, I'm sure, I'm not going to speak for B, but yeah. I personally, after a while, after 10 years of us touring together with when he was actually performing, yeah, it didn't feel right that he was the opener and I was the headliner. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, at a certain point, I was like, this is not correct. Yeah. And it's not something that should continue. It's not something that in fact i got to a point where i was like i never want to do a show with him ever again unless it's epic beard men yeah i because i don't want him opening and me headlining and then also sprinkling a little of our duo stuff together like fuck all that it's just it didn't feel right so this is where we're at now i agree yeah no. I, I, it had to get tiring. I mean, like, no, like, I mean, it's, I mean, yeah. I'm making headline money, you're making opening money, and, and yeah. we're do, both nah. fucking killing it yeah, at, yeah, on yeah, stage. Yeah. And yeah, that's the, that's what openers do. But after a certain point, when it's just so common and it's just like, what? Because yeah. we've seen other artists, I'm not going to say certain artist names, but we've seen other artists who suffered from being the perpetual opener yeah. for a certain group and they never ever get to fucking access and there is a line where the higher line where it, it, it needs to be crossed and broken because the fact is yeah. sure there's a headliner in support but a lot of people will go oh I'll definitely come if Sage and Dolan are there yeah. do you know what I mean yeah. oh, one or the other they go I'll probably go but oh yeah, they're both yeah. here oh dope yeah, so it is this combined, combined, more, yeah. combined package thing that it's greater value than, as you said, an opener. It's greater value than that, that kind of thing. So it's dope yeah. to have that control in your own careers and the way you run your tours and things like that to be able to say, oh, here's what it is now. Yeah. Here's, and for here's me to have works. toured as long as I did solo, because there were many years I just straight up went out by myself. Yeah, yeah. Not nearly as as enjoyable as doing it with him. Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> I don't know, straight up. I'm yeah, not, no. I'm not, I'm, I mean, I... <laughs> There's very few people in this world who I can be with in, in physical space and not get enraged. Yeah. I have, like, I have hypertension issues. Yeah. I have high blood pressure. Uh, but he he manages my fucking mood in a very, very mature and knowledgeable way. I feel you. Like, it's, it's, uh, sometimes, like, you know, he questions it and questions me, and like I get that, but only when you're he, lost in a hotel room hallway. I get lost a lot. Yeah, oh, right. that's the oh, that's the other thing because like when I tour by myself, I don't have a B Dolan. Like, imagine why are you trying to walk that way? When I get anxious obviously... just thinking about that. Just like you when you tour by yourself, I'm like, oh man, he's going down so many wrong hallways yeah. and streets right now. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy to hear that because we had that on that European tour where there was a chunk where you were going off on your own. We were like, B's not going to come back. This is because again, in those situations though, we would organize it so you did get to sit back yeah yeah and it wasn't until later that we yeah. saw oh you can 
do it all. It's like, he's flaky as fuck on this tour because he can be. As, as, as soon as it's your responsibility, it's like, oh no, I can run this yeah, shit. Yeah, that's why, you know, for I me... I was not running it because you're paying someone to run it. Fuck that. Why yeah. would I run this shit? Yeah, I sort of had, you know, I had like some good years as an opener. I mean, I totally appreciate the love. I'm like, you know, this guy's not an opener anymore, but being an opener wasn't that bad. Like, I love fucking, being an opener. And I used to look at you and be like, man, Sage is so tight all the time. Like, well, man, he seems really stressed. Like, this is the coolest shit in the world we're doing. And then, yeah. like, when it was time to, like, headline or do, put my own shit together, I was like, yeah. oh, oh, this is what the fuck. Why? Yeah, all those responsibilities yeah, really like, weigh down <laughs> on a motherfucker. Like, they all just compound and yeah, multiply yeah. as you go and you realize it's a thankless job in a lot of ways. Yeah. Well, you're the headliner, so whatever. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I, in 2005 in particular, that was my most heavy touring year. Yeah, uh, there may have been a couple others, but in my memory, that just was a nonstop tour year. Yeah, yeah. and the biggest shows with like the most promotion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and. Yeah. Yeah, so and you're aware of all the factors in play. Like I was literally just in a fucking van. Like, where are we going tomorrow? Yeah. Whoa, I've never been there. Like, yeah. he's like getting phone calls from the publicist, the label, the, blah, 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 yeah. the promoter, the yeah, pre-sales, the pre- you know. And like, I got people from 2005 <laughs> still contacting me. Like, why were you like this? Why did you do that? And I want to be like, do you understand what I was going through at that point in my life? How that was? Yeah. Like now I can look back on it and say, I'm sorry, I wasn't all I could have been yeah. to you. Yeah, several people, honestly, yeah. and yeah, did it seem like my life was all about me? Absolutely. Did you yeah. know that I'm Sage Francis, and this was a Sage Francis tour, and this was a Sage Francis album release, <laughs> and this was a Sage Francis this and that, and like yeah. I was literally the product. Yeah. Sorry if it looked like I was egotistical <laughs> for taking care of Sage Francis business at that moment. Yeah. It's that weird thing when you are the product, though. Yeah. It's, it, it's different. It feels, Again, that epic it feels beard, like it's we different didn't... if you're in a band or in a group because that's, that's the product. Whereas, as Sage Francis, at all points, on yeah. that, when you've got that many shows, when you, everything you're doing, it's... Yeah. It's your face on the poster. It's your, it's your <laughs> name here. It's, it's like every, the comments and, are all about you. And, yeah. and, like, and also you were driving... Yeah, I was uh, fucking driving like, the van. Uh, uh, and, and you were more... You were tour managing better than the tour manager was yep. and uh overseeing merch and me on my first that was man because you hired me to do merch and drive yeah. and i quickly realized i was nowhere near confident enough to drive in much of america having never driven a 16 passenger <laughs> van yeah having never driven a heavy down, like, fucking van like filled with merch yeah like down two percent like... grades and you yeah. know mountains and shit and the schedule was so insane on that tour it's never been like that since i don't think but like there were whole stretches of weeks where we were driving like eight hours and doing the show eight hours and doing the show like yeah. big stretches between cities that we were having to do like 12 hour driving days and a show yeah. and like really these really crazy drives so there was like literally pressure to be at or above 80 miles per hour yeah. for the for 12 hours a day yeah, then get to the show. Do you know what a mile is, show. by the way? A mile? <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, okay. They don't know, yeah. they don't know what miles are. <laughs> uh, but again, it, it, it feels like... You don't know what uh, yards are. Uh, I'll tell you that uh, much. Definitely not. It, it feels like I then got to reap the benefits of that birth of fire because the first time that you supported <laughs> yeah. me and yeah, Dan right, on the right. US tour yeah. and 
right towards the end, Dan <laughs> sacked our tour manager and sound man, and suddenly we're in America for the first time, kind of doing this big tour. We've got four dates left with no days off. And we had B to step up and go, yeah. I'll get you there. <laughs> kind of, I'll, I'll get behind the wheel. I'll make this happen. Yeah, it, was, it was because of those shows that, yeah. that he could do that and go, yeah. it's fine. It's going to be okay. Because I, I, I remember that night, it's weird because the venue we were in today had a poster for Murs, and I hadn't thought about Murs in a while, but that night that Dan sacked oh, our yeah. tour manager, That's right. yeah. we went back to <laughs> sw- Swingers Diner and Hotel. I was like, I'm going to bed, because I couldn't handle the yeah, fact that Dan had just sacked our tour manager. And not, not only that, but he had left. I was sharing taken, the room with taken him, all taking the money. money. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I was like, I'm just going to bed. And you two went in the diner and had a milkshake and bumped into Murs into for Murs. some reason. He was um, like, hey, what's going on? And so I'm like, well, the tour manager just quit <laughs> and took all of our money. <laughs> and uh, he's like, wow. And that was the, kind of the end of the conversation. As I remember, he was just like. I've had the oddest yeah, was, uh, interactions at Swingers. Yeah. 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 Swingers is a Like Nexus. running into the most random people and also sense. having the oddest conversations and or arguments yeah mm-hmm. one with saul williams yeah yeah um but we can we don't go to beverly laurel anymore because it, they actually no. switched their whole thing up they're yeah. not they're not it was just kitschy, this amazing retro kitschy yeah it's not felt like you're in the past like it's the first time i'd been in a shower that just had a little seat shelf <laughs> and it, it's all, all it felt like, like old hollywood yeah, yeah, but yeah, now now nah, they they try to get a little bit more shishi yeah and, and that was the hotel. That was a magical that, place. That, that was your years. tip on the whole tour. Like every, yeah. everything, he was like, "This is where we're staying." <laughs> this is in, it. In LA. I, thought, I ran into Tom Arnold at Swingers. I ran into one of the actors from the movie Swingers at Swingers. <laughs> I ran into Same. the dude from West Wing, uh, and he was also like the bad guy in all the Revenge of the Nerds movies. He was oh like yeah, the, yeah, him. I watched his laptop while he went <laughs> in the bathroom one time. <laughs> yeah. I was like, "Can you watch this?" I said, "Yeah, yeah." That's, Wait, that's, it that's the whole story. It wasn't the nerds. No, it was the like the smarmy uh, frat dude. Okay, okay. The like nasally right. guy, but he was also on West Wing. Who was he on West Wing? Yeah. I never watched I it. His name. I don't know why I'm asking. Yeah, I haven't either. Fuck that show. Yeah, yeah. Kevin I'm, Spacey. A, f- a friend of mine was <laughs> going. <laughs> a, f- a friend of mine was was briefly dating one of the guys from West Wing and it was meant to be this big and it was a lovely guy had a great meal but I felt really confused and left out because all everyone kind of was like it's him from when like like he's this cool and I was like he seems like a nice dude but yeah I'm going to Google it while, while we talk yeah I want to it said Kevin Spacey but he's not in that right no, no that's no, why no. I, I laughed no, at that's why you laughed so but also fuck him too <laughs> so powerfully um, well Oh, while you're Googling that, yeah. it occurred to me the other day, I don't know if me and you, Sage, have ever talked about my first interactions w- with you, which are before I was Scroobius Pip. So I saw you... Where was it? Plastic uh, People? Uh, plastic People w- with Soul. Oh, I didn't I didn't remember Soul being on that show. Cause I, are you sure? Yeah, I'm sure it was with... Okay. Bradley Whitford, it? guys. It was Bradley Whitford. That's Bradley who my mate this guy with, right yeah. here. That's who my mate I, I, Kenny Wait, was seeing. I mean, look, I'm just, just going to enlarge it. I had dinner with him. <laughs> who's <laughs> who's Pendulette's partner? Come on. Pe- Pendulette? Yeah, That's the magician. Oh, Teller? God, he looks, like, he looks like Teller. Boom. Case closed. Bradley Whitford. 
Yeah, it was, I'm sure it was with Soul. Okay. In in London. I saw you twice there. Okay, yeah, because no, the first time I was there was not with Soul, so yeah. it was the second time. Yeah, I was like, yeah, okay. yeah. So I saw you the first time there was just you on a chair. Right. And, and everyone in a circle. But I also, I saw you were, I was trying to think what it was called. I think it was the Knitting Factory or the Button Factory in New York. Okay. Knitting Factory. Yeah, Knitting Factory. Knitting yeah. Factory. And I saw you there with Joey Beats. And I came up to you afterwards and tried to impress you because I had a bag that looked like a ghetto blaster. <laughs> and I, I was, me and my mate were all hyped afterwards because you were like, that bag's cool. And we were like, yes. Sage like, <laughs> you know what's Sage, crazy? And I think I gave you a demo or something at that point. So it was just as I started rapping and I was like, this. I, okay, this is wild. But a few years ago, uh, let me see what year it was, probably 2010, 11. Um, I was in Amsterdam. Yeah. Uh, a store had a bag that looked exactly like a ghetto blaster. Yeah. And I bought it for my girlfriend at the time. And I'm like, oh, my God, she's going to love this so much. <laughs> and, like, she looked at it like this is the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and I just took it back. I was like, just kidding. I got this for me. <laughs> and now it just sits in my studio room with no use at all. That's brilliant. I planted that years, years Yeah, ahead. now I know so what. Now I know why you incepted <laughs> like, yo, check out yeah. my bag. You incepted a bad relationship moment for me. Thanks. Thanks That's fucked up, man. I apologize. Actually, How'd you do that to him? But yeah, I also, I, when I was searching for an email from one of our interactions a while ago, I did a search on a Hotmail or something like that, and it, I found an email from, again, from when I'd recorded my first ever tracks, and I emailed you because because your email was on your CDs and stuff like that. Right. And the amount of playing it cool swearing in the email, it's like, yeah, you know, you probably don't give a fuck, but... You know, what the fuck? Fuck, it's fucking cool. I mean, it's probably shit, but, you know, fuck it. I thought I'd fucking send it and fucking just check it out. Or, or don't. It's cool. I don't give a shit. And it's just the most cringy fucking casual. I'm playing it cool, man. It's cool. Just just whatever. It's whatever. Have I wish I could access that. I can't get into my Hotmail account. I'll try and find it. Because I said, it came up in a search a year or so ago. And I was like, I don't know if I even want to open this. Because it's going to be painful. Because it is. It's that first demos kind of stage where yeah. you're like... And again... I have people hit me up all the time online. I had to I, have responded, right? I, I mean, I, I, I think on that one you didn't. That is a, that is an exception. Of the oh, that's rule. it. But yeah, because I know you to to kind of that's yeah, I it must always be real bad. Not now, <laughs> not now. I t- changed that rule, but yeah. up until yeah. a couple of years ago, no matter what anyone sent me, I would always respond. Yeah, I, I, I mean, this was my job. It's yeah, my yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, I, I think it's important. I, but for my own well-being now and my own mental health, yeah. I don't do that anymore. Yeah. But yeah, for ages, for, for at least starting from 97 until it had to at least been 19 years where no matter where people messaged me, I would yeah. respond. It's amazing. Yeah. And it was, I don't know if it was fruitful or not, but yeah. like if these people are interactive with me, that means they feel some type of connection and they're more likely to continue to to follow my career and hopefully support it. Yeah, even the haters never... though. Yeah, I even responded to the hate mail. Yeah, you know, like that's amazing. What good was that? And that's not great for your mental health in yeah. general. To to no, be it, it, it is that. it is though because the, the the praise comes in and the hate comes in, yeah. and you have to accept both. Yeah. You can't just say, "Yeah, I deserve that praise. I don't deserve that hate." Completely. 
Except both or ignore both. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's one or the other, yeah. I I completely agree. They take a little bit of both, but it's like, you're not the fucking, you're not the shit, but you're also not shit. It's 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 mad the um those those small interactions that are one of the first ever gigs I did outside like I started just doing just turning up outside other people's gigs and doing I'd beatbox into a loop pedal <laughs> and perform and I did a Buck sixty five show an atmosphere one all mm. back in the day and outside the Buck sixty five one was was Orpheus. Mm. who is opening for you guys in London yeah. now and he did a beat on my solo album in the end but. That was from one of my first ever performances. Wow. It was just handed a thing out. Obvious and, is... And he gave me a tape he'd made, a CD he'd made at the time, and I'm touring around just playing on street corners, and that was our soundtrack for that whole tour. That's crazy. And then, yeah, it, I think I think it was him and Buddy Peace. Right. I know I met off, Buddy Obvious, through him, but... Obvious has... We're on Strange Famous. We're releasing his album yeah, this year. Yeah. And he's been... A super contributor in the video realm for Strange Famous. His animation yeah. and stuff. Because he stopped doing music essentially for a while because he went off to live in Japan and and learn animation stuff. Didn't oh, he? is that where he did oh, it? Yeah, yeah. He uh, went over there. He, he went and studied out there for right. a while. Well, he's incredible that. and yeah. he's also a super weirdo. Yeah. Um, I could not, like, we have profile pictures of our artists on Strange Famous yeah. and I can't get one from him. Yeah. It doesn't so we surprise use me. It's like drawing. Every now and then, with my club night, I'll have I'll have him and Buddy Pete both say, "Oh, we're going to come down." I'll be like, "There's no need to. Like, you're not club people. It's the same as me. I'm not a club person. You're not club people. It, it, it would be nice yeah. to see you, but let's meet up and hang out. Don't yeah. force yourself to come and stand awkwardly in the corner of my club night and be like, "I hate this." Yeah. <laughs> you know? I'm surprised he even accepted to open up for us in London. Yeah. It was an off. Like, it surprised me, like when I saw you guys. I thought of it because they were like, "Do you guys want openers on this tour?" I was like, "I guess." Let me know who you think is available. Yeah. And London, the offers we got, I just wasn't totally feeling. And then I was yeah. like, "Wait a second. I hit up Obvious. I was like, cause "I've never known him to perform." Yeah. And Completely. I was like, "Do you Still do don't. live shows?" Yeah, I don't know. But he has. He said he has this this um, set where projections are interactive with the music that he's playing Amazing. and i'm like and Come was, down, uh, yeah i was like hell yeah man yeah i can't wait to see this i've been working with you for over a decade on various things with music and video yeah and whatever and remixes and and whatever else yeah. you've just been a, like a very elusive person elusive is is key <laughs> he's the dude that will You'll be at the merch booth and someone will give you something. You'll be like, cheers. And then they'll go and you're like, oh, that was all of you. (laughs) That was all for you. So trying to catch another glimpse to kind of get a clear look at who he is. Business-wise, I don't like it. Yeah. Yeah. As a CEO of a record label, I must say, I'm not in love with it. As an artist, I appreciate the fuck out of it. The first his, His social media following... It's awful. The the first artist <laughs> I put out on speech development, other than myself, was a kind of blues folk a musician who had tried playing live twice, didn't see the appeal. Yeah. Um. So, so never did it again. Yeah. Didn't wasn't up for any press. Right. And yeah, it was just it was one of them. It was exactly that. I was like, I love it artistically though, and it's that is an album that wouldn't be released anywhere else. Because yeah. I said, as a as a CEO or whatever, it's like you know, no, fuck this guy. You're going to tour it, no. Yeah, just yeah. put it out and be anonymous. We've and- definitely suffered from that because we got we got like talented people 
very talented people in our mix who yeah. just can't tour or not interested in touring. Yeah. And good luck to any musician out there who thinks you can make a living off music without touring. In this day and age, in there particular, there is it's just no going, way unless yeah. you have some special type of in at yeah. a. a I don't know, a licensing company that's yeah, going to get you like big placements. Yeah. But that also, I don't see that happening without you having a touring presence yeah. because the touring is what promotes everything. Yeah. It, 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 that's what spreads the name. That's what gets people, even your biggest fans, man, like fans that say, you know, how much our music means to them. Yeah. Oh, didn't even know about the show until today. Cause Susie Q just mentioned it, and I'm like, "What? Yeah. We gotta go there!" But it's like that means you're not getting our announcements. Yeah, that means you're not signed up to our newsletter. That means our Facebook posts aren't reaching you. Blah 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 blah. Mm. But we toured here. You found out about it because a friend told you. You came, and we got a little bit of like compensation from it. Yeah, money wise, and yeah, yeah, we yeah. need that to pay our bills. You know, like what? How else would they know? know an album was even out there. Yeah, you know. Yeah, how how have you found the changes in you in recent years as a label manager? Because I've 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 said I've struggled hugely the last a few years doing a speech development kind of on my own, and some of it has been with you guys. Like, there's been a few bits where we've f- f- fucked up something numbers wise or accounting, and that kind of shit just. That beats me up. Like, you'll note from touring and that, I like to make sure everyone's paid properly and promptly and stuff like that. So when there's small mistakes, it fucking, it crushes you. And with vinyl these days, it's so hard to get stuff made on time, on delivery dates. And yeah, again, that's crazy. Been, the vinyl is crazy. There's been <laughs> numerous releases that I've had it scheduled to be in a month before the release date. And I'm having to talk to the artist and say, it's going to be late. And yeah. it's fucking heartbreaking. But it's the small labels because... Although there's been a boom in vinyl, there's been a boom in repressings of spy, of, of of Led Zeppelin albums yeah. in Urban oh, Outfitters. Wait at least so that takes the priority because they're making ten thousand of them. So at the least four labels, months, but you yeah. have to have everything prepared at least four months ahead of time. Yeah, and if you intend on having vinyl when the album release happens, yeah. But um, I'm never starting a record label, you guys. <laughs> I'm not either. I'm done. I'm not going to do another one. Yeah. No, but I did. <laughs> that was, that was on saying. the table. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, maybe I should. Maybe I should do. I don't know. A folk label, <laughs> like a like you're death corn, a little side no, death tour, an death imprint. <laughs> <laughs> but I did do an imprint, and that's because the industry changed. I did yeah. SF Digi. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that was my. This was a maybe three years ago it came yeah. to me because I saw the way the industry was trending and I said, man, I don't want artists to feel like they have to, when they tour, I know that's how they make their money yeah. and, and merch for, for artists who aren't high, like hugely popular. Yeah. Mostly the money comes from merch. Yeah. So the SF Digi model was allowing them to keep all that money, no kickback to the label. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. The only thing we would do, we would promote. We would help them manufacture physical product if they want it. The only thing we weren't going to do is distribute physical product to stores. Yeah, I get you. So yeah. that's the difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, like, I've never seen a label offer anything close to that. And yeah. still, 
and at the same time, I've 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 come like I've banged heads with artists who just don't get the concept. Right. Like, I'm telling you, like, okay, I get it. You don't tour, you don't see the value in it. But still in all, all what we're gonna do is just get fifty percent of the the digital sales. Yeah. And that's to compensate for what we provide you promotion wise, yeah. publicity wise, just having you part of everything, us like we have our overhead as well. Yeah. I we have employees. We yeah, have, you know, like we have a building. It's 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 not I don't know. It it kind of bugs me. I almost like this year I almost was like I don't know if we can do it past this year. But I can't get too stuck in those ideas because the industry is just changing so rapidly and I still think there's going to be more people who start to come to the understanding of oh, okay, yeah. Most people stream music these days. Physical product is basically a novelty. Yeah. And I can manufacture it if I want, or I can get help with it and have a little boutique place that allows people to purchase it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, shipping is going up and up, especially internationally. Yeah. You know, yeah, like, I, like that these, never these ends. channels still matter, though, I think, to to people who follow the genre at least uh like that there being a channel you know there's a million playlists you now have access to all music all the time yeah but how do you wade into that and find the shit that you're gonna like that has you know the intent for someone who maybe isn't even that fully engaged with music just knows like I like Sage Francis. I like Scroobius Pip. I like, yeah. but I want to hear more stuff like that. Where do I get that? Yeah. And the answer is not on like Rap Caviar, Spotify front page, mm-hmm. because that space has been, you know, bought up and conquered, and arguably was always in the hands of the major labels anyway. Which most people don't know. Yeah, that is an issue. It's just like people are just ignorant to how the industry works and how all those channels are overtaken pretty quickly. Yeah. Once the companies see the influence involved, you know? Yeah. But for for that reason, you know, the label becomes again, like a source of information of like a a filter through which, you know, I can trust that I'm going to get some dope shit that is in line with. I pissed off a guy recently until I explained that I wasn't being snarky to him, but I did one of them, them question things on Instagram. And he said, the only hip hop I listen to is you, Sage, Dolan and one other guy. I watched that. Wait, was the other guy white? Yes. (laughs) Exactly that. And his question was, what should I be checking out? And my response was, you should check some black guys out. People of color. They're really good at rap. And he came, I I listed some people that are still in the similar kind of alt rap or or left field rap or whatever. And he came back all angry and I I responded. He 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 was fine in the end because I responded saying, I wasn't calling you racist. I wasn't right. having to go. I was meaning because one of the things that that you, that you always summed up well, B, was anyone can rap. It's fine. Anyone can be part of the genre as long as you've got respect for the heritage and that you're a guest in the in the scene. Yeah, as such. If you're talking and about white MCs. What, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, that's yeah. kind of what I put to to this guy. I, I, I wasn't being a dick, but yeah. you've probably gone towards white MCs because you're white, and that's subconsciously more relatable you feel i can relate to what sage is saying what B's saying there's a load that you can relate to that you're not drifting into because because of subconscious or or, ba- or, or barriers that are put up and 
Yeah, it was a case of that actual personal interaction to say, <laughs> what's check, weird is check that these yeah. people out. Yeah, but the weird, really what's weird is that we, uh, we on the flip side, we don't really listen to white fucking rappers. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> you get in trouble for saying that, but. Yeah, um, I mean, it's very nice. rare. Yeah. So the yeah. the fact that we are the only people you listen to, yet our, yeah, our most favorite MCs are not white. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, it's uh, confusing when people say that as well, because you're both guys, I've done it as well, people that, that reference your influences yeah. and, 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 and put this into your music right. and stuff. It's not like it's well, a secret. And it's also, like, I think what's, here's who's dope. Yeah, and what's strange about it too is like it's it's – alien to us because it's like hard for us to relate to someone who couldn't feel hip-hop until they heard it from someone that looked like them yeah because that's not who we actually are yeah, we are yeah, people yeah, that yeah. heard hip-hop from people of color and were like yeah this is how this i is, feel yeah, yeah <laughs> like yeah, to yeah, the yeah, point yeah. where we had to later address that and modulate that but like that question always that stuff always creeps me out when yeah. you're like top five mcs are all white yeah i'm just like who are you and what are the weird reasons that you've just boxed off like 90% of the genre that you think you like? Yeah. But also to give them a little bit of credence, there is a lot of things that white MCs from, from our era address that was not previously addressed in hip hop mm-hmm. that I, I get it that now they're like, Oh, now I get it. You're now I like can suburban relate. culture. It, or yeah. Like, and just, just even, I mean, our whiteness, like, this is a very, this is a very multi-tiered thing I'm about to get into. So I apologize ahead of time if I'm about to say some shit that, yeah. The way we speak to one another and what is acceptable within white culture is not normal or typical in other cultures, especially the ones that hip hop came from. So for me to come out with music that is vulnerable yeah, and use hip hop as the avenue to show my vulnerability, yeah, that is, um, that is my contribution. Like as far as I'm concerned, that's been my contribution to hip hop, hip hop that has given me so much. Cause I know I had that, like unique thing in my life yeah. that was not there. Yeah, it's, and what, then it's people, what drew me in initially. Already knowing hip hop, but hearing that you can have that right. Knowing hip hop, but particularly being in the UK and white, feeling still detached from it. Like I love this. I love NWA. I love this. Like, right. But I can't relate to that. But hearing the openness to express. Yeah. Well, what's, I don't or, even know why I related so but, much to NWA but, well, or to Public liked, Enemy. You liked Slick Rick a lot. Hey, yeah. Yeah, and like I feel like that. He was the first emo rapper to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to me. <laughs> You're right, right. But so um, I feel like anyone who would who would like come at me like, yeah, you guys are the only ones that are, are, are that, I, on, that I can relate on, to. On, I could probably, I mean, those are always teachable moments. <laughs> I usually use them as teachable moments. Those are almost the only time I take the opportunity to speak to like, people yeah. I don't even know, yeah, to be like, hey, check out this, check out this, check <laughs> yeah. out this. Like, I don't know you. I'll yeah. never probably meet you. I don't give a fuck what you do with this information, but the information <laughs> is there. Yeah, yeah, for my <laughs> own shit. So yeah. I don't think I got yeah. racist ass. My, me unpacking my shit right now. <laughs> yeah. Here you go. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, I this ain't emo rap. I mean, I'm just saying, like, fucking, he, you know, teenage love. He was very, he yeah. Was, he was very open and sad. Yeah. Uh, weirdly, uh, we were speaking 
before we started, I think, of my Spike Lee interview, later that day, Slick Rick. Whoa. It was a... Because I was saying... No, I was saying on here... Uh, Stephen Graham, who's a mate of mine, who's, a, who's an actor, his new film is, is Yardy, which is just this amazing uh, a Jamaican culture film. It's, it's it's fantastic. But at the premiere was was Slick Rick, and I was wow. like, I was, I was sitting there, I was, I was saying, so I was like, I swear that's Slick Rick. But as stupid as this sounds, because it was such a celebration of Jamaican culture, the premiere had loads of people yeah, just dressed wild, yeah. re- really wildly and flamboyantly, <laughs> and I was like. I'm sure that's Slick Rick, but it might just be a guy with an eye patch, and I don't want to be that dude. That there goes was five guys with eye patches on this street. That's yeah. it. I don't it's wild. It's wild. He's still wearing an eye patch. Yeah, because he doesn't need an eye patch. He, he has, has an eye. He, just he has, has two eyes. No, he has a he has like a lazy eye. If you yeah. tell me Slick Rick has two eyes right now, he, I, I'm going to tell you something right now. I don't want to blow your fucking mind. This cat will switch his fucking eye patch from eye to eye <laughs> the whole time. Yeah, some craziness. Yeah, I'm not. I'm. I'm not. That's, that's the worst thing I'll ever say. I've been about. sending him money. <laughs> I've, he's influenced me in ways people don't even know. The way I record my music, highly wow. influenced by Slick Rick. His 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 use of overdubs, yeah. and overlaying lines, and almost like talking to himself within yeah. his verses. That's what I do. Yeah, and he's the only one I know who did it. That and when I record music, like I. Each track I record vocally, I call them guys. Yeah, he does. Yeah. It's a lot of They're fun. They're guys. It's a lot of fun during mixing sessions. He's <laughs> like, no, that guy's too loud. Turn that guy yeah. yeah. They're, they're their own person. <laughs> like, that's how he, like, that was straight up from him. And I, he still does it. Like, yeah. he'll still fucking, from time to time, there'll be a new Slick Rick track that comes out. I'm like, this is fucking good, man. Amazing. Yeah. He's, he's still, like, he's still sharp. Um, I did see a concert footage of him where he in a big like arena setting where he really messed up and yeah. was way too drunk to be performing. Yeah. So that's not good, but at the same time, <laughs> that's a whole that's that's separate from recording and writing music. He he was my guy that for the longest time I'd pull him out as as my hipster answer when when the streets had blown up and dizzy and roots maneuver and people say who's the best. A UK MC of all time, like, Slick Rick. Yeah. He's from Brixton. Yeah. He's, he's yeah. from the UK. He was my like, that's the guy. It's Slick, and yeah. Is MF doing? You might know the answer to this. Is he from the? Was he born in the UK and then gr- lived in America? I don't know. I think so. We were talking about because this of all day. the Lex Records connections, right? And the, the Camden there, connections. There's an issue with his visa. I think right. He's, a, he's like banned from returning to America. And oh, I wow. think it's because he's a UK. Citizen. I don't know if he's banned. I think he can't return to America just because it means he'll definitely go to prison for right, some right. reason. Right. If you mess with the work visa stuff, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. He's not banned. Yeah. Like yeah, he's yeah, not, yeah, We're yeah, not going to intercept him at the border. Most yeah. Def had that <laughs> shit too, though. There yeah. Was, most Def had that thing going on. Yeah. I don't know the story with that. I don't know the story with either. I was curious if you knew more about that. What, have, have but you, Slick, uh, Slick Rick's accent, yeah. uh, I mean, you're from here, so yeah. when you hear it, does it sound affected? Completely. I didn't I didn't tweak he was from the UK until yeah, someone told me. So and, then, and then I was like, well, obviously he is, but I'd listened to him for years yeah. as another American rapper, and then, but just just with a weird voice. And then when I was like, oh, he's from the UK, I was like, well, of course he's from the UK. But yeah, it sounds, it's a bizarre little voice. Yeah. But. No, I almost, because I always wondered if he was affecting an accent 
uh, that he was kind of familiar with, but it wasn't really his, his yeah. speaking accent. Yeah, completely that. Completely yeah, okay, that. Okay. It's it's like because there's people I know who who are like he doesn't have an accent. Yeah, I'm like, are you serious? Like my, me growing up, that was my idea of how uh, a, a English rapper would rap. Or to this day, it's, it's Dolan's idea of how English people <laughs> yeah. people speak. That's when all I hear when you guys talk. Yeah, when you would always do impressions of it. Your, your accents are way too too extreme. <laughs> yeah, you should go to the Slick Rick accent. It's, and you'll have much so more. So what you're uh, saying is, when you hear me say, "Oh, you have an aloft," that yeah, doesn't exactly. sound exactly. like a real British accent <laughs> to you. Like that sounds serious. fake. Sounds like slick. What about Nicki? So <laughs> you have an aloft. So Nicki Minaj. Really? Nicki Minaj does not sound British to you when she does her little British voice. No. No. Although I saw a video of Post Malone, I've still never heard any of his music, but he no, did a British don't. accent in a little video recently, it was and it was spo- it was genuinely on point. Was it as good as mine though? Because mine's pretty good. Debatable. I listen to Pepsi Malone. I have not his, heard his music. But he ate a hamburger. It's very American. Fuck you, Post Malone. I don't give a fuck about you or your blame. Get out of here. <laughs> Piece um, of shit. Um, Fucking don't have a point with Post Malone. Yeah. <laughs> You're killing it right now. This sounds... I feel like if I had my eyes closed... Yeah, I'm uh, in mean, Cornwall. Everyone's wondering why Sage and B have stopped talking, and I've just taken over and doing it all myself now. Everyone's like, let them get a word in. Once upon a time, not long ago, <laughs> breakfast, bap, <laughs> go have a little brekkie. Um, Sorry, you, not enough of that. We've got on to, on to people like Slick Rick, and you saying you saw he had or saw a rough sh- a show he had. It made me think. I saw, I saw. Biz Marquee and then Big Daddy Kane. So, so, so Biz was opening for Kane and Biz came out and it was quite unbearable. Like, uh, again, it was just, it was all over the place. Yep. It was forgetting his lines. It was not knowing stuff. But it felt like a setup because then Kane came out and was the tightest, like one of the tightest MCs I've ever seen, just yep. running around the stage, coming in the crowd. Right. And you're sitting there thinking, you, you, you're Big Daddy Kane. You could just come out. And go through it. You've paid all of the juice that need to be paid. And he was coming in the crowd. He got... His DJ was a, his old breakdancing partner and they did a little breaking routine at the end. And yep. It was one of the most amazing shows I've awesome. ever seen. And it felt like the reason Biz was there was to get your expectations low so that Kane just oh, absolutely blows it out of the water. What's odd is Biz Marquis is a, probably a bigger draw yeah. for crowds. Yeah. Um, just his name recognition alone yeah. outside of uh, Big Daddy Kane. But yeah, yeah. He, I thought he does DJ sets. Mainly he does Wait, do and DJ he, sets. As far as I know, he collects like uh, like stems. His collection is ridiculous. Yeah, so, so he not only has the breaks, but he has like the acapella. So the I went, and all the beanie babies. I've, I've witnessed this. <laughs> so I went backstage afterwards with DJ Yoda, who's a UK guy who's like known for having the best collection. And Biz purely invites him backstage to plug his hard drive in and go, have you got this? And Yoda's like, no. And it's like all the parts of original recordings of the Doors songs yeah. and shit like that. And just all this insanely stuff. rare stuff. And it was literally just, I was just watching. I didn't engage. I wasn't in, yeah. he didn't know who I was, but it was just him just playing stuff to Yoda going, how about this? And Yoda's like, no, I've not got yeah. the original acapella of Let It Be or, or, or whatever this, this shit is. It was yeah, mind-blowing. Those guys in the era where they started were 
able to at times have access to some of those old studios yeah. and like get their hands on. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. And yeah. there's like definitely like a collector's circuit of people. Like people like Ant gave me the stems to um, "Don't Stop Till You Get Enough" or something. Yeah. Like, and that shit is crazy. Like, there's like whole string quartet parts that you don't even hear. They're like really subtle and right. uh, in the outro and shit. Crazy. And again, it's amazing that that's what Biz is really into. Yeah. He still has to yeah. go out and be his marquee no, and do a, that stuff on stage. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to understate this. He's into Beanie Babies. Yeah, you guys, <laughs> legit. Yeah, he also got a collection. He's got a, his Beanie Baby collection is fucking insane. Does he have? That's uh, his main shit. Not <laughs> records, not music. He collects Beanie Babies. I I played it. a show with them a few years ago. Yeah, he snubbed me. Okay, mm-hmm. I was about to go on stage, <laughs> and the promoter was like, "Hey." Just want you to know, Bismarck is right there if you want to say what up. I'm like, what? Really? Because the first girl I ever made out to was impressed that I knew his Just a Friend verse. Like, yeah. The whole song, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I sang, I did it, and this, like, the first party I was ever invited to, people were so impressed. And then I wanted to tell him about it, so I went up to him and I said, um, hey, I don't know if I called him Mr. Marky or like, like I didn't, I wanted to be like, I wanted to have some kind of like professional some respect. or some respect, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't want to call it, yo, biz. I don't know you, biz. Yeah. Like, but he just fucking turned his head away and would not look at me. And I was like, all right, cool. I'm going to do my show. And then I like tweet, tweeted him, said, you snubbed me. He's like, no, I didn't. <laughs> now I know he's a liar. I'm going to turn him off and back on again. That's what I'm going to do. Bismarcky, like, you're, you are Bismarcked right now. Reset. Don't be a Bismarck. You've been marked. Whoa. Shots fired. Listen. I remember watching that playing out on, 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 on social media. Okay, so, okay. Yeah, 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 you're right. This is legit. I remember this as... Yeah. as it happened. I'm just, at That's what, what I'm saying. At what point did the Beanie Baby thing come in? I... I I am a fan of Biz Marquis. Like, right. I know his shit. And I know his, like... He's into Beanie Baby. He's into weird he's got collection Marver, shit. Marvelous Mala. He's not into showering. Does he have He's Inky? into collecting Beanie Babies. Did he have Peanut? Did he have Mystic? Did he have Millennium? I don't even know. I didn't know they had names. I didn't know it was yeah. a fucking Pokemon okay. thing. Well, it's, it's something that some people yeah, are well, pretty guess serious what? Like There's some, a whole community. There's a whole community. Some, some couples get divorced and have to split up their Beanie Baby collection. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm not... Trying to get into this mess. This is really sad. What, what, what have, have you had any kind of experiences, not of Bismarck <laughs> or of Beanie Babies, but where you've kind of you've you've had those oh shit, I'm here with this artist or that is again. I've 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 said this. Yes, this he has <laughs> had those things. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think about well, your homeboy from you know your homeboy from Led Zeppelin. Oh yeah, 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 Robert Plant. I ran into him that one time by accident. Where? How? Why? At the Austin Music Awards, uh, where my homegirl Genevieve, she was playing strings, and I thought I was going to meet her backstage. So she had got me these like VIP seats. I sat in the front, watched the whole thing, and Robert Plant came on at the end and performed with a bunch of like blues legends from Austin. And they just did this like three song thing, and then it was over. So I thought that I was going to meet Genevieve backstage. And I just like walked through a curtain <laughs> thinking it was a much bigger area than it was back there. And it wasn't, I just walked directly into like amps <laughs> and gear and coming down off the stage was Robert Plant. And I, we just sort oh, of just shit. like ran into each other in the hallway and I was like, Hey, 
hey, man, you know, like I, I shook his hand. I don't even actually remember. Did what you the shake fuck his I hand? Said. Yeah, I was just like, respect, man. I just gave him like the most. He brief. let you touch. You touch hands. Yeah, yeah, because he he was taken aback by me. Like, who is this giant motherfucker right. that just came in here and like you know? And like, so, yeah, if I'm Robert Plant. I'm not touching your hand. No, no, I was just like, yo, respect. That's great. Like, we made yeah, that's a good eye thing. to eye. You know, I'm a yeah. fan. <laughs> Handshake. <laughs> yeah, and then I just ran the fuck away. I didn't really run away, but like I didn't visibly run because I yeah, never shin run. Splints, you but yeah, just... yeah. I just I got away from him as, as fast as possible. That was the only feeling inside me was like get away from him before you hear him say another word. <laughs> yeah, I would because I was afraid he was going to like ask someone for a snapple. Yeah, and then forever after, every time I, I think there's also yeah. that the, the, that beauty of having been backstage and knowing that you don't want unknown people backstage. Yeah, in any, yeah, yeah. In, in any situation, time. it's, it's, it's never comfortable. Even if they're no, it yeah. always the most, sucks. Even always. if they're the most polite and respectful, it's if you've just come off stage, you want that kind of. I just need to. Yeah. Have even this, if it's an, an employee of the venue. <laughs> yeah. I Security. hate it so much. It's one of the like I get I get backstage rage. Yeah. It's like road rage, but I'm backstage and then someone's walking in my space. I'm like, can I have my own fucking space for a little bit? Do you really need that case of drinks for the bar? No. Yeah. yeah. Just Are you really going to fucking walk your dog like to the exit through our, our dressing room right my, now? My worst experience was I went to see Stephen Merchant doing his stand-up, who did The Office and all that kind of thing. He's, he's really good. And it was a great show. And just as I was leaving, the promoter of the show came up and went, oh, a fan of your stuff, like, would you like to come back and meet Stephen? And I've been on Stephen's radio show, like, a month or so before, so I thought we'd got on, but still, I was like, no, it's fine. He's like, no, no, come back and meet the guys. It was three comedians who'd been on, and I literally was walked in, and they're all talking, and they literally all just stopped, and I was like, you're right, that was, that was good, good show. And Comedians like, do that, yeah. though. Comedian, that's a... Cult. It was that's horrible. A... It was horrible. And it, it wasn't them in the wrong. Again, it, uh, No, but uh, what I'm saying is... Com- like, it's my fault. I shouldn't... I had no reason to be there. Well, you like, were pressured to... Yeah, that's and, it. I was talked into yeah. it. And I, but and there is a, as soon as I stepped there, I was like, ah, oh, this is horrible Comedian culture is all about those kind of talks, Closed though. In, yeah. yeah. Backstage room, yeah. I, I they love that. talking. They yeah. love fucking, like, just playing off things. They're like, yeah. they'll do routines on you before <laughs> yeah. you know it. Yeah, 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 And you're yeah. like, oh, you're doing a bit right now. <laughs> like, I thought we were having a fucking heart-to-heart. Okay, I get it. Like, yeah. Did you experience any of that in, in Edinburgh? Because I remember yeah. kind of convincing yeah. you guys that, that Edinburgh, or talking to you saying, Edinburgh's a good idea. And one of you saying, I'm not sure I have... Uh, pulling Scotland is big enough for a home. I was like, oh, there won't be any Scottish people there. There also won't be any black people there, any yeah. hip-hop fans there. Yeah. It will be, but yeah. it's an amazing thing. And Americans don't really have an Edinburgh fringe as such. But I think we... I think no, it's fantastic. not an Edinburgh fringe. I mean, just we, there are fringe festivals. Yeah, there's no, never definitely no, nothing one. in America that's a month long that is oh, yeah, just no, that extensive. Yeah, Because just before yeah. you did that, I had a... A breast put out a thing on Netflix that was his experience of the fringe, and I was I wasn't sure if I should send it to you guys to watch or not because it is it's him liking it and then him hating it and wanting to quit and leave and by the end it just turns around but literally halfway through he's doing these gigs and he's like oh why I'm here I don't know what the point yeah. of this is I've got burnt out I'm tired B put me onto that actually yeah yeah, yeah. and I was like. Well, your show sucks, so that's why it's not. <laughs> yeah, you're, yeah. That's why you're not having a good time. Yeah, yeah. 
Hey, hey, wait a second, wait a second. I just said something I may have to answer to later on in life. Yeah, I respect what he's done. <laughs> yeah, in the Bill Cosby movement, damn right. But his approach, and in, in that's in that documentary in particular, yeah, and the way he was going about it was real, um, you weren't feeling it, underwhelming, yeah. So I'm sorry you didn't know how to work that circuit. And I, you're a black person from America in Scotland in that, trying to yeah, make them understand man. your type of fucking humor. Yeah. Yeah. We, had a, we had a hard enough time trying you, to get them to deal with like, yeah, basic. We did that too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, basic yeah, yeah, shit yeah. where it was just like, ah, well, this is sometimes, some days you're looking at like a, a room full of like, uh, older white people than I've ever seen at yeah. our shows before, totally, yeah. and you're like, you feel bad, saying, or, or you feel as if you're you're performing for your parents, yeah, or, or, completely. Or yeah. when you were telling me the plan for the show at first, you were like, oh, we go, we take it turns with some spoken word, and, we just, and then we end on a few songs. I'm like, you end on some, some raps. Or, in yeah. a tent, you're yeah, in a little tent, tent. In a, yeah. a little tent. On, it's on, not the best. On a stage that would literally kind of yeah, yeah. It, it, it took some, them in, but it took some adjusting <laughs> of our of what we do, and but which but was why by the second year that we went back, we were doing we were just like fuck doing our actual material for the fringe because the fringe is like a very singular thing that Completely. like you sort of have to write for. It's the reason I've only done it once because I had exactly that. I was like, if I go back, I need to have a show that yeah. is for the fringe, not just a gig. Cause I did a spoken word gig yeah. 19 nights in a row. Yeah. It wasn't a show. And the way you're being reviewed is because the fringe is not just stand up. Yeah. It's also theater. Yeah. So like half the reviews you'll get are theater reviews mm-hmm. and, and theater audiences who come in looking for a theater type experience. Yeah. And you're going and to we're just like, here's geek. a rap song about American politics. Which to our fans is like, I know that song. I like that song. This is cool to see it reimagined in this way yeah. and see your material put like woven together like this. But but that um, was yeah. By year what's the most dangerous? What's the most dangerous type of act or confrontational type of act that's ever happened at Fringe? Has an artist ever really done anything worth like opening your eyes wide and being like, "Holy shit!" It's tough that's because the people that do is, is it all safe art. It's not all safe art, but again, like on the stand-up front, for example, the people that do, the first two times I saw Doug Stanhope, it was to Doug Stanhope crowds. Whoa, he did Fringe? He's, he's done the Fringe, yeah, but he's, oh, he, he then does, he then kept doing, he did one, one year he did the Fringe where you could just pay to spend the evening with him. He wouldn't go and do a gig. Can we do that? That's yeah, an option. He just made these crazy things up, but... but but, uh, but that's what I was going to say. That, that's the problem. The, ty- the first two times I saw Doug, it was his own crowd. And it takes a bit of the edge and excitement away. I then saw him at the Pims Comedy Festival. Mm. So Pims, like the posh yeah, English yeah, yeah. drink mm. comedy festival. And it was amazing because people were walking out. There was a girl next to me. <laughs> that's, what I'm, that's what I'm talking about. He I like started that. a routine over that side of the room and she was screaming in anger. And by the time he got round the stage... The routine had flipped, and you'd seen that he's actually a very intelligent writer, and he uses confrontational stuff to then make these points. And she had to to sit down and be quiet because he yeah. flipped it to to show the reason. So it was just that was amazing to watch. But there are a few huge 
Scottish comedians in particular who are known for being really outlandish. So they they will have done some of the most edgy, dangerous stuff comedy-wise on stage, but... But has, anyone jerked, off, crowd has anyone jerked off with peanut butter on stage is what I'm asking. <laughs> I mean, I'd have to check... I'd have to check my files, right. but... No, I, yeah, I, I understand where you're going. You're yeah, it, like, it just is feels it a, like... Is it a real place for yeah. transgressive art when it's so expensive? Because that... that I've, 100%. It's yeah, now become... It, to, it, it yeah. was at a time. It's now become... Again, there's a conflict in comedians going up there as well. Because of the Comedy Award, That it, it's now it seems like the whole month is a competition, which that, is yeah, ugly it's as awful. fuck. That's it's awful. Disgusting. That's the worst That's a big poetry it. slam. Um, yeah, there's the big poetry slams and all that kind of thing. But... Oh, yeah, it's a month-long poetry slam where you're trying to get the good scores from the judges. They need all the stars. Like, again, fuck that, all that, that's man. disgusting. And it has also become, because there was this era of Edinburgh shows then becoming TV shows and so on and so forth, That it did become this yeah. incredibly, like, you're going up there to pitch yourself an rather economic, than to actually take... And again, it's an economic it's, opportunity. Yeah, it's so. bizarre because it's the fringe and that's meant to mean it's experimental <laughs> yeah. and new and working out new stuff. But everyone goes there with... Or tries to go there with a complete show, a finished show yeah. to get their, their good reviews and yeah. their good scores rather than go there because it feels like too important a place to go and try stuff out, which is Not crazy because it's meant to be a fridge. <laughs> yeah, that's, we didn't that's get, exactly we didn't what get we did. half a fuck by the by the end of year two. Yeah, we were just uh, like, yeah, we need some trampolines. <laughs> we need uh, I love it. whatever the fuck, man. We uh, that's why the second year we went back, we were like, okay, like let you know, because there is there is an opportunity there yeah. for thirty. I granted, we're, we are, we're, I never what you just said, Mister Pip. Yeah, <laughs> I never really considered. I didn't know people were like launching yeah. actual careers out yeah. of it. Yeah, but because our experience has really been, um, how do you entertain people for twenty-seven days in a row? Yeah, while doing something that you typically don't wouldn't do at a normal show. Yeah, and push yourself artistically. And, and that's what it should be. Yeah, that's not what other. Yeah, and that's are. not what it is. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah. completely. Because there's there's there's, there's a, a, a we could turn the TV on now and probably find a show that started off. That's incredible. I had never ever knew anything. I, I, peep, I peeped that because because it was like right away there were certain shows like and I had certain conversations with our promoters and and stuff who were telling me that. Well, you know, right away at the beginning of the festival, that's when you want the best reviews. Unfortunately, the biggest papers are already being like ushered into seats yeah. at the most expensive shows in town that yeah. are big money ventures that are being like launched here. So, yeah, that's that's right away like where the the bit, you know, the big money has bought up like the yeah. biggest chunk of the festival before you get there. Our TV show would have sucked. Yeah. It would have been a bad. Yeah, show. there's no. Season. No, well, we could have had a public access run. For, uh, <laughs> for technology, if technology was on every Sunday at uh, ten a. at, at ten a.m. <laughs> it would yeah, be a fifteen I mean, minute segment every Sunday for about uh, six months. <laughs> you got, but then you have comedians who are trying to hustle. They're distributing flyers all day, doing five yeah. shows a day. They're just trying to get in front of the most people as possible. And then you had us, who were just like the relaxed American weirdos, who did not give a shit, walked to our venue, did our one-hour show, walked out of the venue, yeah. got some coffee, went up to the apartment, wrote rap songs. Yeah. Ate Malaysian food. I, I, <laughs> I love that you sat in the middle of these things. 
heard is one end that these that are these high end shows that have got big budgets and all this. You've got the other end where people are spending all day flying. I know yeah. that you guys weren't like, no, I'm going to no. go and fly on my show. Not at like, all. Fuck that nah, shit. Like, so it's sitting right in the middle. The fee point. Was, I, I see it and I respect the heck out of yeah, yeah. that grind because I, yeah. I know it sucks. Yeah. I see the, I, I saw them when we were there just a few days ago and I'm like, yeah. God, man, <laughs> yeah. that sucks. Like, you're just fucking. Sh- you're begging. You're yeah. begging, please come yeah, to my show. Yeah. Come, honestly, and it's, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's a weird. It's a weird place, but yeah. So, just the best way to describe it, I've just I've realised to American minds is it's the South by Southwest of 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 the arts. Yeah, it's people travelling there to thinking I'm yeah. going to get my I'm going to get signed. I'm going to get noticed. I'm going to get this. I'm going to get that. Except it, it, it's much more stretched out. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's it, it's more uh, more of the same for a longer period of time. Yeah, I, I mean South by Southwest is. For for music, it's oh, about four like, days. Yeah, but yeah, there's there's film Three stuff, weeks. there's other stuff that that makes it a little. But bit But in longer. the way it's like set up and tiered, and yeah, and the way it's advertised versus and the way what that, you find when you get there, and the way that people go Maybe. there thinking <laughs> yeah. this is my big break, and then you get there and it's like, actually, oh, this nah, is everyone's most big Most of break. this is spoken this for. This is hundred people's big break. You guys can fight over this. Yeah. Well, that that was one thing where in with South by Southwest, it would. It would break bands at a, like in a certain point of time. Not yeah. now. It's not like that now. It's almost like South by Southwest is a festival, not yeah. a conference, where they highlight uh, groups who already have backing and already have support and already yeah. have financing, and this is their way of getting extra promotion. They and play the Dorito else. stage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you play the Dorito stage, and then... Yeah, they're compensated $200. I remember $200. when we played there, Kanye was playing the same night as us. It was yeah. like two years ago. Like, I remember that. I was, even, I was there. Was that the night? The, that was yeah, the year I was I, there. Cause my, well, we my, sold out our shit that night. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, was a, that was my best time at South by Southwest. Yeah. Generally the same, and it... I, I always feel bad saying it because that was the year that me and Dan were meant to be coming and Dan got swine flu or bird flu and couldn't come. Right. So I was on my own there. Right. Yet it was the best the best run I'd ever had because it was the first time I saw, heard, experienced Curtis Plum. It was the first time I'd seen POS live. It was as I was going on stage. This is my version of the Bismarck thing. As I was going on stage, Buck... An idea was was side stage, and they were two people. I owned all their records, and I just got to say, "Hey, man!" And then <laughs> yeah. I went, and they stood there and watched, and that yeah. to me was like it yeah. meant everything. And that was beautiful. It was man, at that man. show that my American manager, who you guys weren't the biggest, <laughs> yeah, I, I thought he was a fucking twat, Michael, yeah. right? Michael Scott, <laughs> <laughs> basically Michael Scott. He messaged me. He messaged me to say, um, "I've got, I've got us into Perez Hilton's party, which Kanye's playing at." <laughs> And I was at that with you guys. I was like, "No, nah, man, I'm I'm staying here because these again. It, it sounds sycophantic, but Buck, an idea, and and the Rhyme Sayers guys, and you guys, and all the strange frames. That's the people I had on my shelf. I didn't have Kanye on my on my shelf. Right. So just because he's this, it's this exclusive gig. It was a great moment to message back and go, "No, nah, man, I'm good. I'm kind of just hanging out here and yeah. doling out to just stop a guy trying to take me off to have." Was it Crystal Meth? Uh, PCP. Oh, PCP, yeah. I didn't, I didn't understand <laughs> the terms. He asked, he asked if I get wet, and I was like, well, I mean, sometimes. Uh, um, get wet, if I'm sir. swimming, uh, oh, stupid, no. ignorant British guy. <laughs> but he's like, no, he doesn't get wet. You just yeah. get uh, come away from the match stand. Go, man. 
almost got dragged off. That was yeah. that was literally the last enjoyable South by Southwest for me. Yeah, I had one. That was in two thousand eight, seven. Yeah, I'd say so. After that, maybe. after that, I only was able to enjoy South by Southwest by focusing not at all on the performance and only on the being there. Yeah, like the the performance itself was never satisfying after that because and it was the it's the same thing like that was that was a legendary show that took place at south by southwest if you wanted to ask our label to put it down you, we couldn't have put it down better at that time yeah. that show was incredible start to finish fucking if you weren't there sucks to be you forever yeah. like but and the only time we we've Done yeah. songs with Curtis Plum. Yeah. yeah, only time Curtis Plum like ever it showed up. I yeah. mean, he has he has he's in a very 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 specific messed up situation. Yeah, uh, mentally, mental health wise. Yes, yeah. and yeah. I, I I feel like I I can say it because he's he's already mentioned it, but he's 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 severely schizophrenic. Yeah, and he cannot go out and do things. Mm-hmm. Um, and. Heavily medicated, which messes with him. Yeah, of course. It sucks so yeah. bad because he's so fucking cool. He's such a fucking talented dude. Yeah, and, he and we're constantly up. asked like, "When is he coming here?" Yeah, and that's for and we're forever just like, ah, he's not. No. He's not coming here. <laughs> he a, and he's he's just he showed up unannounced. He didn't even yeah. want to let us know he was coming because <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, he, yeah. I remember, probably he was probably like, "Who the hell knows if I'm even going to make yeah. it?" He had he's some like, trouble on the journey there and all sorts of drama. Yes, yeah. He's been, and since then, there's been a lot of issues. Yeah. Apparently, um, he's doing very well. I, I, I interacted with him recently. Um, it's great to and hear. Yeah, yeah and he, he's feeling better. Because I, I was in contact with him in, until a few few years back. But again, it was that he was saying that he was going to come to the UK because he needed to get away from his situation and stuff like that. And it was all that kind yeah, of... Yeah, yeah. It was like, look, if I can help in any way, I'm, I'm here. But yeah, yeah, that well, tough. He, he he did end up in prison for a few years. Yeah, did not hurt anybody, but he, he is constantly trying to figure out the proper medication. His mom is helping. She's been wonderful. She's yeah. awesome, and I I do my best to stay in touch with them. Um, it's 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 so fucking tough though, man. Because that disease, yeah, it insists upon itself, and it fucking makes people not know who to trust medication is is also not awesome it always has dumb side effects Mm. but that is why south by southwest the year we did it (laughs) yeah my that's my favorite memory yeah because i never got to fucking perform with him yeah and i was always a fan of him and when i released (laughs) his album ended the whole the show whole night, called my cell phone, yeah. and, and it was just the most amazing thing. Yeah. Just yeah, when we released his stuff, because no one knew who he was, he didn't <laughs> yeah. have a following. Yeah. We we straight up just released this dude at dude's album who had no following, no live performance history. Because he hit you up on MySpace. Yeah, I found him to be playing me his stuff in a car journey at some point, yeah. and starting off, I was like. <laughs> I don't know why you're releasing this. And by the end of the tape, I was like, like Yo, play that how soon can again. I get this? Can you send this to me immediately? Yeah, it, it, that's so wild, right? Because, yeah. like, most of my friends who who are rappers yeah. love him. Yeah. Like, they're like, there's something about it that just clicks. And you're yeah. like, man, there's some something really fucking special about this. Yeah. I dig it. I enjoy it. <laughs> but then there was all these rappers who, like, are more rappy-rappy than Curtis Plum is. Yeah. They're like... 
I should be the one who was released on Strange Famous. What is this yeah, shit? Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm sorry you don't understand what's <laughs> yeah. enjoyable about this this type of music. But, but that's the reason that you can't be fucking released on Strange Famous. Because yeah. if you were dope, you would know that he's dope. Because yeah. every, every dope, every fucking great <laughs> artist on our label was fucking fawning over trying to get a fucking... Like trying to get a feature. Yeah. What's up with this Curtis Plum? How can we get this like going? I'm like, man, like as, I don't know. As, as soon as I got a radio show on XFM, one of the first songs I played was Indie Rocker. That's crazy. Because yeah. it's just one of the, it's just genius. I and made again, a remix to Vin Diesel and no one asked me to. And yeah. When I had to ask Curtis, yeah. it was okay. Like, yo, um, can I extend this beat? I really want to be part of this song. I'm, trying <laughs> I to, I'm to like. Be. Hitting Curtis up. Level 10 best friend. Level 10 best friend, Curtis Plum. Shout out to you. 100%. So I'll, I'll, I'll wrap things up with with talk of, of, of Epic Beardman and how it's been putting a show together when you've both got 10 years worth of touring and headlining in your own rights to then go, how do we put together a show where... And, and, and how does it, it feel as well to be sharing the stage? Because it must take some pressure off of... Just being that one up there, having two up there, having someone who's got your back. I'm sure it does. I'm not sure how it affects you. I feel like the two last years we did at Fringe was a great introduction of how this could work. Because yeah. we would often trade um, our time on the microphone yeah. and then share time on the microphone all during the same hour. Yeah. Um, personally, I definitely feel less pressure... To, I, I can't imagine it would be any different for you <laughs> yeah, when yeah, you are the that. sole person who has to yeah. hold an entire yeah. crowd up and yeah. and like juggle the energy of the crowd and make sure you are satisfying every <laughs> need that yeah. they have throughout. We get to share that now. Like, Do you like, feel you get more time to play as well? Because I was I, yeah. I posted I, I I filmed a little bit of the show tonight and I posted the video. And it wasn't until I was watching the video that my highlight was the little added bits from Sage. It was on film, The Police. Yeah. And it was just the little, that's legal, that's legal. And then, what? When he says, still fuck the police. And just stuff like that. It was like, you're getting to have fun. It's not detracting from yeah, it because yeah. it's still got the intensity yeah. in this. But it's like... My secret calling in life was to be a fucking hype man. Yeah, yeah. I happen to have been cursed with lyricism. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I... Like Flavor Flav is a great influence. Yes. I love what he provided to Chuck D. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and Public Enemy shows. Yeah. And I always like that's my inclination. That's what I like to do to provide a, a, a kind of a support, not just with like words, but certain expressions and whatever, whatever motions and plotting happens on stage. That I love that. Like that, so doing these things together with B is my. I get to like finally live that dream for at least half the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to learn to do that shit. I was not good at that shit to begin with, but I think that's also because I was like still mastering shit, like like breath control and shit. Because I used to like look at him on stage and be like, "How the fuck does he have so much breath control?" Like forty five yeah. minutes in. First, so uh, there were during times when I was still getting my shit together. Like I, I think I feel like until I headlined, I would struggle with like what the fuck am I doing right now if I wasn't the center of attention. Yeah. And then, yeah, having having figured out what I'm doing 
in all parts of the show, ideally on my own, somehow I have more comfortability now to relax in a two-person yeah. environment where I don't have to do that anymore. So like I'm like dancing more and shit and just yeah Again, if I catch become, myself like having fun because now I'm in control because I I, yeah. I I I never had that with me and Dan I I and part of it was when he's doing his shit I try and go as far off the stage as possible simply because if Dan that Dan is behind the decks all yeah, the time yeah, yeah. so if he's doing some amazing shit but there's a six foot four bloke stood at the front of the stage <laughs> yeah. I'm still going to be drawing the attention yeah. So part of it was to give him his juice, but also part of it was, I don't know what to do when he's doing right, right. a three-minute cut-up at the, at the end of yeah. it. Just stand again. Hey, here, here used, I they, And there used to be times head. where, like, I, I think maybe that's it, too, that I can't... When I started doing this by myself, I was... Very, for years, I was in a place of, like, I just get lost on stage and I just fucking lose all control. Right. And that's not really what it's about. That's one of the things that I learned from him early on. Like, I always remember the first time we did damage live and it transitions to Annie up by MOP yeah. because when that song came out, I used to trash my whole apartment. I used to fucking <laughs> yeah, yeah. Every, like four times a day. We would put on Annie up and just wreck the fucking apartment. These are like, you know, yeah. teenage dole years, but yeah. it's fucking, so I'm on stage and I'm getting to rap on Annie up. Yeah. And I just fucking, I just dropped every line. I had like no breath control. I fucked up. And afterwards, I was like, yo, backstage, I'm like, I'm sorry, man. I fucked that up bad. And he was like, you're having too much fun. You were like, you're not, you're not out of control. You're in control. I completely so they can agree. Be out it's of control. finding the like, balance. Yeah, it's it's finding, it's putting everything in, but still being able to be in control. And it's weird because <laughs> I learned the most of that at the Fringe. Doing a show in the same venue 19 nights in a row, that, although it was a spoken word show, I then feel, then when I returned to touring with Dan and everything else, I was 10 times better a performer because I had that kind of awareness of being the ringmaster rather than the lion. And you could chill. You know what I mean? Being like, there in control yeah, of it all, yeah. still giving everything, but, yeah. but but having that awareness, I guess. I used, to, I used to crash into him. There was a time when he made me, he was like, we're putting the mic in the stand. Don't don't leave the mic. From the, you have to stay, you have <laughs> yeah. to stay with the mic stand. This is your place. <laughs> You better not leave it. <laughs> Go on timeout, be done. I just stumble into shit, kick over a monitor, like grab somebody in the front. Just, I was just fucking. Don't you take a shower on stage? I treated now. the stage like my hotel room. You know, I was just Damn getting comfortable. Right. <laughs> I love it. Well, uh, I mean, everyone can find all the epic beer men stuff uh-huh. for free. God damn it. I mean, I, it's available for free. For free? And if you feel like supporting, there are definitely ways to do that. Okay. But yeah. right. we want people to access it. If you think it's dope, I'd love if you share it with your friends and yeah. people in your circle. Your mom. What else do we have? How else will we ever be heard? Because there are not companies, there are not publicists, there are not any like part of the industry that's trying to push our kind of stuff. Yeah. And uh, I guarantee you we've put in enough time. We've experienced enough shit in this world and displayed enough <laughs> talent that it's, it's fun. It's enjoyable. And I want us to be able to do more and we can't without having organic support. 
Yeah. And I I'm on, and it does. I don't want to boost FB posts. I don't want to <laughs> boost posts on Facebook. Completely I don't want to boost posts support. on YouTube. And I don't want to keep trade. paying for shit that, to companies who can fuck off. It's genuinely because it, it does, it means the world as well. I had someone the other day asking me what um, comment bot I use. Because they were saying, oh, you're liking and replying to everything. I was like, no, I'm liking and replying because <laughs> this post meant a lot to me. And all of these comments mean a lot to me. Uh, yeah. I'm not liking and replying because... I'm using a bot that's answering and responding to these things. It's right. like, no, I responded to them because, as as you said, it's that's what that's how all of us have built our careers is having that fan base that will sh- shout about us. Um, it's literally our our outreach to people. It's literally yeah. the main outreach to people. Yeah, and it sucks because we don't own those platforms. Yeah, 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 yeah. I hate it. Yeah. I hate it. I, I fucking hate it. And it's our only outreach to the fucking fans. Yeah. And it's been like that forever for me. Yeah. Like starting in the late 90s using message boards and then going from Friendster to MySpace to yeah. to Facebook and Instagram and We should Twitter. create a BBS. We should make it so that there's just like a modem at the Strange Famous office. Yeah. And you have to dial that modem <laughs> to talk to Strange there will that's be. It, it will come to that point. I'm, I'm not. I. That doesn't sound too crazy to me. I think for people to understand that they have to make a little bit of effort to access material that provides something to their life. Yeah. I feel we do that. I feel yeah. like we provide that with the artists that we that we help, Completely. like the careers they we foster through them and with them and. Uh, at a certain point, we will break, Ben. Like, I am jealous of motherfuckers who just dropped off the planet and said, yeah. nah, yeah. no more of this. Because yeah. I look at it and I'm like, you <laughs> piece of shit. I'm so jealous. <laughs> While we're on social media, is there a lower form of social interaction ever than the pointing out who someone looks like? Because <laughs> I've never seen any worth of it in any way. There's never been uh, really I'll, I'll funny. Take, but I'll they... take this question. <laughs> nah, I'm fucking. But yeah, it's, I will say this: it's con- it's it's constant, and it's not even always a joke or an insult. Yeah, or yeah. Like, oh, he looks like that person. He looks it's like, like a guy. So what have we had here? What's what, the name okay. of the, What's the name of the comedian that these motherfuckers? Keep? Omed Jahili okay. is the one they always yeah. they often say to you. But again, I've had a few recently where I've done posts. I go, they've not said it in an aggressive way. I said, oh, he looks like this guy. It's like. No, I know. What yeah. are we adding to this? What did that? Mm-hmm. What did typing that add to the world? He looks like someone we, else. We, uh, Pip, we have to make connections in this world. But yeah. One of the first things babies learn is facial recognition. <laughs> yeah. So these are just facial recognition. I mean, actually, is this is something I've never told people. But if you go through my Instagram, every picture I've ever posted of you two guys, I tag the wrong one. <laughs> so, I do that. I do that. So when you click, I, I always that. tag. Sage is B. Dolan. B. Dolan okay, and Sage. Helpful. Thank you. Just because of the annoyance that, <laughs> yeah. that B got... Gen- it's not one time I've seen him genuinely angry at me because after he'd done his set, someone came up to him or me and said, Pete Dolan was amazing. <laughs> and it made me laugh. So on stage, I was like, yo, who enjoyed Pete Dolan? And afterwards, it's the first time B was like, it's funny, but you know, this is literally how I'm getting my name out there. <laughs> yeah, and you've told like, everyone I'm Pete Dolan. It's an uphill battle me. already, man. <laughs> I look like another motherfucker on the same label as me. Well, we just did a sh- we did a show in Korea where our, uh, our our image, like 
my <laughs> name was on him and his name was on me in the flyer. And I'm like, yeah, just, I like this. It's just cool. like the old days. We started, we've embraced it too. There's a, in the, you can't win video. There's a moment where we, we took the time to swap each other's clothes yeah. and shoot one quick cutaway yeah. where we've switched uniforms. And it took the internet about four months to notice that that ever yeah. happened. You know, and we, we were like, we're going to do this every video. And we're <laughs> and then like, we nah. <laughs> I'm sad that 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 tradition yeah. died so quickly, but um, I will say, based on your question, one thing I have consciously not done is try to try to try to shame Trump's looks yeah. or any conservative right wing yeah. people's looks because I noticed very early on the left fell into a trap of talking the way people on the right often would yeah. about, about uh, with looks and sexuality. Yeah. And right. I, I, like becoming a thing that whoever is right and oh they that's his boyfriend or this or that. Or right. he's like no, it, no oh, they, how's how's this why is this the insult here? Yeah. There's so much to insult. <laughs> yeah, no, there's yeah, so there's much. a lot of material so here. We don't need yeah. to just go. Let's not talk at, about that. Yeah. And I'm sure I have said some shit in the past. Yeah, I, I'm, yeah. I'm absolutely sure, but I, there's often times where I see comments and I'm like, from smart people, yeah. from clever people. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I'm like, why are you talking about this? Because, like, if anyone said that about the other side, because it has nothing to do with what's actually happening. Yeah. Yeah. He looks like a fucking whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I don't. I'm not going to contribute to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're not going to say about it. Yeah. So then go, here's my five minutes I mean, on Trump's yeah. looks. I know what he looks like. Have you noticed? But, but yeah. It, it, it does. It, it dilutes the fucking... The people, narrative, yeah. The, the darkness the of shit that's going yeah. on because it's like, it's this silly, laughable character that we're painting when there's there's serious stuff to be angry about rather than the way he looks or... Yeah. But, you know, I, it uh, helps the ag- algorithm, so... Yeah. Uh, does, like, yeah, like, and subscribe. Who do we look like? Tell us who we look like in our Polaroid. <laughs> who does it look like Pip's standing with in that Polaroid? Take your best shot. Caption contest. Name a better duo. Tag a friend. <laughs> Name a more iconic trio. Did, I, I got genuinely the worst post I've done in ages. I'd done, it was a video, but, but it was that picture of Name a more iconic trio. And if you stared at it for 10 seconds, it shook and it became a picture of us three. And I was really? Like, this, yeah. I was like, this is hilarious. It's great. It's us yeah. three. It's this thing. No one looked at it long enough. Everyone <laughs> responded with a more iconic trio. It was like, yeah. all the caption said was, stare for 10 minutes and wish really hard or 10 <laughs> seconds and wish hard and it does it starts Aww. to shake a, and then switches to us but I gotta watch that I, I didn't underappreciated that. I'll show you I'll show you on, you the, spent on, time on, on, on my phone yeah I did that's let's all go back and thing. like and retweet that anyway I was gonna yeah. do the three stooges that was my I was like I was, I, yeah. I was gonna respond and be like three stooges yeah like obviously there's no fucking more iconic trio because no one looked for long enough it killed me it broke, wow. it broke me the game well, now Man, you know people's like a uh, attention song. level as as, yeah. as as has shortened to probably two and a half seconds it's so minimal at first we were like 30 seconds <laughs> we got them for an advertisement yeah nah nah two seconds two and, that's, and a half at most that's your lot well thank you very much it's been it's been a pleasure to to roll it back yeah, I love you, you both on together. Pip. I'll help yeah. you guys. Thanks for wearing my T-shirt while we do this interview. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say I'm wearing a Dan Lasak T-shirt, which then does look <laughs> quite you. like Sage now in this. 
in this light. Yeah. I had two different people come up to me tonight and go, Dan, I love your yes, stuff. Yes, you like, got mistaken for Dan Lassac. I'm wearing a Dan Lassac t-shirt. I can't be Dan Lassac because that'd be weird. If... We were with you when that happened yeah. one time. Yeah, that was... That is super weird. It happens a lot. It was weird. Night. Thank you. <laughs> Good night, everybody. And... Strange famous! Space development. Epic Beardman. Scrooby's Pip. Saint Francis. Beard all in. Out. You've been listening to Scrooby's Pip's Distraction Pieces. There we go. That was episode 236 of the Distraction Pieces podcast. I was, I mean, we could have talked for hours, but I was aware that they had a gig the next day. They had a long drive the next day. They had to drive from Cardiff to Oxford, I think. So, yeah, we wrapped things up. After that, me and B um, had to move some merch. So I'd I'd taken some merch up, some some copies of their vinyl, available at speechdevelopmentrecords.com. To, to sell at the shows and then we we realized that we we're in separate car parks so it was easier to move my car we moved the cars we transferred the merch and then we started to walk back and literally as we got back to the hotel i asked b a question about something and he said look this has got a long answer <laughs> do you want to go and get a kebab so we got i think a 3 a.m kebab in that little s- side street in cardiff that has all the like in between the two sh- sh- shopping high streets that little side street that has all the um, kebab places and, and takeaway places open all all goddamn night. So we, I, I went and sat there and talked for another half hour to an hour. So, but that was all stuff that we couldn't say on the podcast. I mean, some of the stuff on the podcast, as you will have heard, is stuff that we probably shouldn't have said on the podcast. But that's what we get for you. All this aside, you know, need to end by saying I love both these guys. It was exciting to see them. They've had a hell of a year. Um, they've toured their asses off, and now they're on some some well earned time off, um, or time off the road at least, l- let's say. But keep an eye on everything. Go go on their socials, Sage and Dolan, and on the Strange Famous socials, and on the Speech Development Records socials. Check all of us out and keep up to date. Yeah, and I'll be back next week for a Halloween two parter with one of the biggest guests. I've ever had so um that's pretty exciting you're going to enjoy it I promise you it's also the best interview I've ever heard with this particular guest it's, it's somebody who doesn't do a, a lot of interviews granted but we go deep for someone who isn't that into press it, it, again I'm lucky because he's kind of a mate so um yeah it's a good one it's a Halloween s- special I also might be releasing a little surprise bit of merch on Halloween, a special version of something that previously sold out in two hours, I think. Um, I'll probably give a preview of that on the Patreon. So head to patreon.com slash Pip. It's only a quid or less than a quid. Um, sign up there and you'll be the first to find out about these little treats. So um, yeah. Anyway, I'll talk to you all later. Go and give us some love on Patreon and Spotify and Acast and iTunes. I'll talk to you later. Bye bye.
Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.